Hi there, this is Eugena, and for the next few months, my voice, along with that of my teammates, will be part of the next PWI podcast series, the Engaging Man series. In recent years, there has been a growing interest about how to engage more men for gender equality. And as an organization engaged in promoting and accelerating balanced leadership, we want to hear the view of the other half of the population. Our first guest is Gerd Mesemans, R&D director at Cargill. In a conversation with our Cleo, we get to know him better while he shares with us his experience in building diverse teams. Friday here. We're so happy to have you finally in our midst and to finally record your voice and your thoughts through our podcast this afternoon. Um, let me jump in and ask you one very important question. Who is Hirt Mesemans? Who is Hirt Mesemans from your words, Hirt? Happy Friday. That is some question to start with. Um, who, who, who am I? Um, so one, first and foremost, I am I am a father of uh, three, uh, well, I can't call them children anymore because they're all over 20 and they're leaving that out. They're finding their own, their own, uh, their own life. And I'm very proud of what all three of them are doing. It's two boys and one girl. Uh, I'm the husband of, of, of Kathleen uh, and we're living now in, in Belgium here and uh, not too far away from Leuven. Uh, so that's who I am as a at family place, if you want, for a day job. I am working for an international company called Cargill, who is in the food and agriculture businesses. And there I am uh, looking after some of their research and development. So I'm the kind of person who's hugely interested in either continuously improving things or innovating and coming up uh, with new things and trying to make sure we have the right teams and the right environments that we can do these kinds of things. That sounds exactly what PWI is looking for, you know, that it like fits the purpose exactly. Um, which brings me to my question. Given your background like as a family man now with Cargill, what brought you to PWI? What, uh, how did it happen? What magic brought you in and lured you into becoming part of the PWI? Yeah, well, the magic is uh, the women of PWI themselves. Um, so maybe to start with, so I, I'm a techie by nature, right? So I'm, I'm trained as an engineer. I, I work as an engineer. Uh, I, I'm working in R&D and into the STEM spaces. And the more and the longer I've been working on these technical things, the more I've been realizing and becoming aware of that it's people's thing. And it's really about people and how people work together, how people are creative, how people can do things with each other. And so from that point of view, I've become more and more interested over the years in how you build teams, how do you build creative teams, how do you build effective teams. And so the link to PWI then is that on that journey of where I've been trying to push teams to, I've had the opportunity to work with some wonderful ladies. And one of those ladies, Anita I think PWI vaguely knows by now. Um, and Aida called me and asked me if I wanted to, to join the advisory board for PWI. And that's where it started with PWI. 
sounds like a, a very familiar story. <laughs> and Ada brings people together. And, and yeah, I think. She's relentless. <laughs> but I, I'm quite amazed on that development here from the R&D to the tech to applying it to people through putting things together and putting the, building the team together. It makes more. It really makes sense to bring up that conversation of engaging men because now we have like people working together. Now men and women working together and men being engaged to bring out this conversation of 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 diversity, inclusion, and and women empowerment. And I think that is quite high on your agenda. And this is something that you've been focusing on in the last few months, weeks. Uh, I, I would love to hear more about uh, this from your perspective. Well, it's it, so, so uh, to tell you the reason, right? So if, if you look at the effectiveness of R&D people, and, and if, if I think about it in, in my really in my day job, right? So purely from a professional point of view, the quality that you get out of diverse teams is typically something around 20 to 30% higher than when you have non-diverse teams, right? So I have a very personal bias to trying to build really diverse teams because typically, if you think about cost-saving programs and these kind of things, before I get to a 30% effectiveness increase, the amount of effort and the pain and the sorrow we have to go through if we want to get to the same level is completely crazy. Yeah. So it's much more fun to tackle it from the other side, to build really diverse teams. And then, to be honest, in most of the environments where we walked into, there was a bias towards having, quote, quote too many men, right? And that started that journey towards saying that, okay, how can we work on that? And how can I, because if I, because for me, again, it's, I don't really care about if it's about men or if it's about women. Mm -hmm. I need that diversity. I need diversity of thought more than anything else, right? But gender diversity is one crucial and one very visible element of that. And so starting to work on it from that angle really helps to set the tone and to bring other people along on that journey of where do we want to take these themes and why do we need that diversity? What do we accept from each other? How do we work together as a team? And so it starts really from that point on. I want diversity because it's good for us. Diversity is most easily seen by gender diversity. And so let's start on that and let's, let's and in order to get to that point, mm -hmm. uh, Usually in the beginning, we really had to start convincing men that it's a good thing for them as well to diversify their teams. Yeah. That's a very refreshing thing coming from a from a guy here because I, I told you we had a couple of episodes already in, in the previous times and we've had this conversation with women. Like we have uh, our, uh, the people that we have invited, the women who has been, um, putting this forward that we have to have more women, we have to have diversity. It's it somehow um, resonates with a lot of other women as well. And it's really empowering to hear it from your side and not just because, yeah, we have to have bring in more women, but that group, that mix makes it even stronger. Um, but given that, here, uh, what do you think were the challenges that we're having at the moment? Perhaps maybe speaking from your organization or maybe as a whole, how come we cannot get to that point? What, what do you think it stops us from really moving to that direction? 
to gender diversity here like we're talking about all this uh putting this forward would there be a downside to gender diversity um long term and in total not but in the transition and where we are today probably there is and to give you an example of that it's like uh so it should it depends on which look level that you start looking at it the during that transition, while because in most cases that I'm aware of, still there is uh, women are still underrepresented, right? So, and when we do these, the, when we do this deliberate effort to tweak or to balance things more, we're basically creating uh, acceleration line, lanes for women. But it means the implication of that is, is twofold. It means on the one hand there is. It, means there is a deceleration lane, lane for men. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of men who have been working and who have been studying hard as well and trying to develop themselves mm -hmm. and trying to be diverse and, and inclusive and, and whatever have you, and who now see their, maybe their career aspirations or their, what they wanted from life, that they see that black uh, blocked because they're, they, they believe they have the wrong sex now for that point. Mm -hmm. So there is a demotivation side on, on that side that we need to deal with and certainly in an organization uh, we need to find solutions and also and make sure that we explain the good reasons of why we want that diversity and how that benefits men as well that even though maybe there, there are certain things that they want have access to women. and at the same time you have something similar that i see uh, for the women that for whom you've created those opportunities that often they feel that they don't quote unquote all uh, they're not justified to have that position or that they're 
being used as the poster child or the excuse mm -hmm. to get into the job. And it undermines their professionalism. It undermines their confidence as well yeah. in the opportunity that, that they have. Definitely. And so it's on both sides that uh, the transition, as long as we're not in, into a, into a well-balanced world, um, it's becoming more and more, more difficult. Uh, that is especially true if you, um, if you work in an environment where it's very difficult to achieve that gender balance. And mm -hmm. for instance, in, in, in my work environment, for the people that work in factories, it's very difficult to find equal numbers or equal numbers of candidates when we have job openings in, in one of the factories. For certain jobs, there are simply fewer women who have studied or who have gotten their education in, uh, in certain areas like mechanics or, or electronics. And that therefore, striving to absolutely, absolutely balancing that, mm -hmm. it creates always a halo of doubt of, yeah, yeah. but why are you here and are, yeah. are we overdoing this? And that's what I see as the biggest downside of it right now. Well, it, it's a bit of artificial. It's, it's a bit of, uh, again, between our ears of how we look at it. But we have to get over that, right? Mm -hmm. So the only way through is really keep working on it and try to keep demonstrating that it this is probably the only thing that does make sense in the long term. It, it's funny how you say it here because those words are very much familiar to, to us. Like we, we discuss this, we exchange notes across. Yeah, with BWI, it allows us to have that conversation with other women or other um, teams from different uh, from different industries from different companies so that is that is a, a um, an insightful uh, thing to hear from you what I would also wanted to to know is would you have like a, a first-hand experience where you were challenged or you were subjected to to a, a difficult decision which is coming from the fact that the the the, comp the company or the team is not diverse enough or um as you said uh perhaps a, a team member or someone from the team might have had this emotions or these thoughts that you've just shared oh yeah, yeah. no I, I've, I've learned the hard way um and maybe to share it it's not for my previous job but for my current job but it's an example from my previous job where i i had worked on um building the team and trying to make sure I had a diverse team and trying to basically groom my successor. And I pushed forward, uh, really not, not because she was a woman, but simply because from the succession pipeline that I had, she was the best, best person we thought to, uh, to do the job. Mm -hmm. And so, so it was in a, in a rather male environment and by then creating the opportunity for her, uh, and putting her in that, that job with higher responsibility, I've made not only the life of that, that lady, that young lady, miserable, you can see has been get, gotten incredible amounts of pushback and incredible amounts of questioning that normally, or at least that uh, I experienced as well. As a new manager, you are being challenged by your teams, but it was done in a different way and as an organization there we didn't show up really strong in supporting that young lady in that new responsibility role and she was struggling with that mm -hmm. to the point that after a couple of uh, years she came back and she said i don't want to do this job anymore mm -hmm. i don't want to be leading teams anymore i want to go back to 
being more of an individual contributor and working on my projects and doing these asking. And I, I learned that in a way, um, I worked too hard on that individual and I didn't work hard enough on the environment, on, on the group that had to, that I was expecting to support that, that new leader. And I didn't see it. I didn't pay enough attention to it, uh, probably to, to, to mitigate that and to step in and try to find other ways for that team to be able to work together. And as a result of that, I think three or four people later, there's still all and all the successes of that young lady have been met. And it's kind of like, I, I still feel that I created part of the problem there, mm -hmm. not only because she felt uh, not successful and felt that she had to step back, but also that it created a bad experience with the entire team that made it so much more difficult for other women to, to step up to their role. It scared people out probably to step up and to say, yes, uh, Yes, I want to try and I, I would like to uh, aspire such a role and such an ambition as well. well and, and so it's finding that equilibrium, right? And yeah. it's, it's, it's recognizing it. And I think, to be honest, at the age I was then and with the experience I had then, I simply lacked the experience to simply see it. Yeah. And I still, and so now I'm trying to keep my eyes wide open for that, that I never ever do that again. I, I'm very grateful for you to share this story here. Like I'm a bit getting emotional because I feel for for that team member of yours. Because for us women who aspire as a lot of things, and if we actually get it, indeed, what you mentioned here uh, is the environment ready for us. Is the entire space that we've tried to step in ready to take us in? And hearing you being aware and hearing you trying to do something about it makes a lot of difference for for us aspiring women um but from our end of the story here what i would ask is what would be the one thing you would ask of us women to engage and support ma male allies so we don't only have one here in our midst but more of you to put the message forward trying to stay away from the obvious and I think my, my ask my invitation would be that, that can you help us play to win and that to me means two things right so because if we say we want to win then usually we, we keep score uh, yeah yeah we're men we like football so we uh, it, it, zero to one is something that we want how do we keep score help us to see with objective facts with figures on what winning looks like and what good looks like for you that's one. Mm -hmm. The second part of that is that it's about play, right? And play means really that just like like children who are either playing or who are being very bored, as long as we're playing, we keep a very open mind. And so my, my ask there to all women that can help us the best way you can help us men is just, just point us to our biases. Find ways to, to, to influence us and to talk with us and make sure that we don't live with our biases, but that we open up our eyes to seeing what's actually happening out there and what we knowingly and especially also unknowingly are doing to you. We shouldn't be holding you back. We should be supporting you. That's such a wonderful thing here for all the women and for all the men out there who's listening to our podcast today. What would be your ask? What would be your ask of men to engage and support male allies as yourself? Yeah, no, uh, 
you say that, okay, guys, get real. People know it, right? So we're, we're living in an age and a, and a place where I think there is no excuse about for people not knowing what their impact is on other people. And so if we if we do want to make a change, if we are trying to, to balance, if we are trying to, to live in fair and just work environments, but also personal environments at home, then it's a matter of just open up your eyes to the real reality. Try to see it as it is and not as we we think it is. And uh, I know that you've already had this conversations, brainstormings, uh, brainstorming session, all of ideas coming through. How, what do you think here? Are we far away from our target? <laughs> do you think that the, the men are, are, are opening their eyes enough or they're speaking for us enough or speaking for the entire diversity, not only for women enough? Um, where, where are we at at this point from your perspective? Well, we're not there. Huh? If you look at the figures, uh, also Corona didn't exactly, the COVID situation didn't exactly help. And we seem to be slipping back on some of the, the progress that we're making. Uh, I, I try to think about it as, as, as a journey. I don't expect us to be there yet, but I do, do expect everybody to, to help. And I'm putting some pressure on my environment as well on saying that, how do we keep moving in the right direction? Because again, where are we, depending on the work environment where you are, depending on your personal, your life and, uh, environment where you are, it's up to each of us to judge where, how far we are on that journey. In The, the awareness should be there, right? So mm -hmm. I don't think that there are people with, with all the information that's available right now, I don't think there are people who can say that they were not just not aware. Mm -hmm. It's about how do we use it and how do we push it forward then and try to make sure that we get there one day Mm -hmm. And the sooner the better. But again, if you look at the figures, we're not, we're far from there. And what scares me is that we're slipping back a little bit. Mm -hmm. So um, open invitation to all, Let, let's try, let's try to get there. Let's try to, if we do this intentional, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. If we think this is going to happen just because, uh, you know, things are evolving anyway and we'll get there, mm -hmm. then probably we're going to get there as well. Uh, definitely way too late and way too late for us as a, as a society even. So let's try to do this intentional. Let's try to look for ways how we can accelerate it. And then we'll probably, I mean, we will move in the right direction. Absolutely convinced of that. Yeah, that's so powerful. And if I'm stepping back a bit and putting those pieces together, we've asked your message to women how to engage male allies. We've asked you how, what should we ask of men to engage more male allies? We've asked you what the status is as, as how you see it. Um, and putting all those thing, three things together, where will PWI as an organization, as a very inspiring uh, group of, of men and women now, um, what specific um, steps could we, could we do in the next yeah, right after this podcast, maybe. What can we do to 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 make a difference? It it doesn't have to be one big difference immediately here. Um, but what can we as an organization do to to make things happen and open up our possibilities? 
no, I, I think we, we talked about this before also with the advisory board. And I think absolutely as PWI, with the directions that you're taking as an organization, you're doing exactly the right things. On the one hand, let's make sure that we make women stronger, women more aware about, about what they do, what they bring, how, can they, how they can bring that to the table as well. On the other hand, we have these initiatives on going about engaging men, right? And that men are also very clear about you're not on your own. There are organizations out there that are willing to help you and are helping, uh, that are willing to give you tools, give you environments, create safe spaces where men can also, in a safe way, uh, share and learn, right? Because that's the other part. Just like PWI is a very safe space for, for, for women to work with each other, now with that engaging men initiative, we're also trying to create some spaces where men can show their vulnerability and try to learn from each other about how they can get better at this. And so if we can continue doing that, I think we're, we're going to, we're going to, like I said, we're going to get there, there clear. One yeah. of these days we get there. <laughs> That's a, yeah, if, if I can, um, have to put all what you've said <laughs> together in this afternoon i've been thinking what you brought me at least i speak for myself what you brought me one would be comfort comfort that men like you with your status with with your background are actually thinking about things and actually moving and and, and making things happen for this uh, for us uh, you also gave us the challenge because it's not just you who has to do something about it. We as women has to keep talking, keep speaking up, keep raising our concerns. And finally, you gave us the hope that, as you said, we're going to get there. Maybe not now, not in the next hour, not in not tomorrow, but uh, the hope that we're going to get there uh, so long as we stick to what we've already been, been doing. Um, and with that, I would like to... To, to close this uh, interview. But before that, I would ask you maybe a last um, note or last message to our, our listeners, anything that you would like us to, to, to do or to feel or to think. This has been amazing already, but one more from you here doesn't hurt. It would even be better. Okay, then I would go like, you said it's Happy Friday. So I'm gonna wish you just a very all a very well-deserved and relaxing weekend. You can never be socially active. We cannot move these dial if we don't take, our, take care about ourselves, our physical health, our family health, but also to our mental health. So enjoy the weekend. It's going to be beautiful weather. <laughs> Thank you so much. Excellent. Excellent. This is great. You have reached the end of our first episode of Engaging Men. I hope you enjoyed listening to Cleo and Gert and stay tuned for more male voices to come.